going to take it. Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome in another edition of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. He's Bob Ryan. I'm Jeff Goodman. And, um... Bob, I'm, I'm, I got a little Montreal Expo shirt for you today. These Expos sont là. I love it. I love that shirt. That's great. Your favorite Expos player of all time. Mine was Tim Raines. Tim Raines. Well, I got to go back to Rusty. My first visit to Montreal ever was 1971. And, of course, we had to go to Parc Jarry. And the Grand Orange, as Rusty was known, uh, he you know, welcomed us with a 3-1 bomb. And, um, yeah, I'll tell you what, though, I – uh, as long as it's on the subject, I think it's such a shame what happened to that franchise and the strike. There's no question that that killed the franchise. They sure were the did. best team in baseball that year. They had a 74 and 40 record on the August 12th, 1994, when baseball stopped playing. And they had, and users got the players that they dispatched to other teams, you know, after that. Yep. And uh, Andre Dawson and John Wetland and on and on. And um, anyway, and, you know, they didn't have a good ballpark. It, I, the start on Olympic is a terrible place. Anyway, I, I regret that. I'm so, I wish they were still there. However, we're back to basketball. Actually, I got to say this. The first game Paul Silas ever played in the Celtic uniform after he was traded was an exhibition in the Montreal Forum. Wow. Against really? the Bucks. Interesting. And that was, okay. yeah. How about that? Now, there's a piece of trivia for the day. Is. You, you, you can wow at any cocktail party with that one. <laughs> Nobody's going to know the answer to that one. Right, now, now you know. You can drop that one in. You so and Paul Silas true. are the only two human beings on the planet that are going to know I, the answer to that I'll tell you what. One. He doesn't remember it. I'm sure I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm the only person on earth that knows this. <laughs> All right. So uh, we had a series for a minute. We had an NBA final yeah. series for like – and I never believed we had a series, Bob. I, I did. And I know people wanted to get excited that maybe the Heat could could push them if they got Bam back and Dragic back. Well, Dragic is done. We 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 see yeah, that now. The plantar fasciitis. Uh, trust me, from somebody who knows, I've dealt with it since last December. Uh, it is unbearable. So Dragic is done. Bam comes back. Uh, but listen, the bottom line is the Lakers are just way too good with LeBron. All right, let me just – that's said, and, and I agree, it's 3-1 to one and they're going to win. Uh, just, not, but <clears throat> they're right in that game to the two-minute mark, minute mark, you know. But there's until, a difference, and Finally, Bob. the last dagger was the, the three-pointer by yep. Davis, but that would put it to nine. And But, I mean, they were in the game, and, and you know, uh, they weren't humiliated. It's not, it's not inconceivable they could still make it go six. It's not it. Remember, there's no home court. But there's you, no home you, honestly, court. Honestly, are you intrigued? Even if it goes six, how intrigued are It just extends the season for us for one I more know. game that we and, can and, watch. And keeps them in the bubble for another day that everybody, <laughs> that wants, and everybody wants to go home. We right. know that. Everybody, including the Heat, I'm sure, are, are, are getting to that point. <clears throat> no, no, the, the, like, you're right. It, it, we had that illusion of a series for the game. And the Lakers, when they came out with a 10 turnover first period, oh. you kind of knew they weren't into it, right? Nope. But, and then they, but given the, remember in that game, they 
fought back from double digit deficits twice to get it in, back in the game. And what they actually took a lead with nine minutes to go <clears throat> on a Rondo drive, left-hand scoop off the blast. And, and the, the heat pulled away and won the game. So the Lakers were in that game anyway. And just as the heat was in that, we're in that game yesterday. Um, <clears throat> uh, what do you say? Um, I'm just thinking, look at well, the I think, I think you got to talk Jimmy Butler. I, I think yeah. Jimmy Butler is still, even though the Lakers are going to win this series, and that's certainly going to be the number one storyline coming out of the NBA, I guess. I mean, number one will be the Lakers winning. Won't number two be the Clippers underachieving? I think so. And and the sudden departure of Doc, and you know, we're going to get the Doc's latest destination eventually. But, um yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so because the, the Lakers Clippers were, were what everyone, you know, what the most neutrals were were looking forward to, and um, there's no question there. Yeah, uh, they did underachieve. Um, Has anybody and- boosted their stock more? We we did this early on, and it was like what T.J. Warren, Michael Porter Jr. They had boosted their <laughs> stock. Remember those Jamal days? Murray. Jamal Murray was the one. Totally. He went from yep. nice player, yep. regionally known to whoa. How good is this guy? That's right. And, That's right. you know, I, that, and we'll see how that materializes next year, you know, because I know it, it changed my opinion of him. I mean, I, I wasn't disrespectful. Yeah. I thought he was pretty good. But damn, you know, what we saw night in and night out, he was a, he, he, he elevated himself more than any individual. You know, Jokic was Jokic, you know, I mean, it, people, right. a lot of people had never seen that act before. You know, I call it an act. It's such a great act. And, you know, but this but Murray went way up early early on a guy that uh, Devin Booker but that's so far back it's hard to remember it feels like last year I mean mean, honestly like like when we were talking about TJ Warren feels like like a year ago I mean that's imagine what it's like for these players who have been in the bubble as long as as they have from these two teams think about the guys we talked to ourselves and how far back it was and you know all all our local guys that were in and you know one of them still left and uh, you know Robinson and Oh yeah, no. Um, but Butler's game in Game Three was really one of the great Finals games ever. I've been watching them personally for fifty years, and and casually for a little longer than that. And 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 it's right up there. This the number one, still the leader in the clubhouse, Jeff. For me, is Magic Johnson, forty-two, fifteen, seven, in a circumstance where we thought the series was absolutely going back to L.A., absolutely positively going back. Uh, Philly could not lose that game at home six Kareem sitting home. He, yep. you know, he had been the MVP by the way, for the first five games and magic played that game at age 20 in 1980. That's still the, the benchmark game individually that I've ever it seen. It should be. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. Had- Obviously I haven't been covering it or been around it as long <laughs> as you, but, but same for me. I mean, that's one that I'll always remember as a kid and, and having watched it, uh, times after that I mean just a remarkable performance that you will never forget like the Jimmy Butler performance is going to be still kind of a niche performance to some degree of, of people recalling that because yeah. they're not going to win the series right uh, <clears throat> I, what I do think Jimmy Butler has done is put himself in the equation we did a top 10 list yeah. earlier this year probably yeah. a month ago even yep yeah of the top 10 players in the NBA. Neither one of us had Jimmy Butler in the top 10. I think we both had him somewhere from 10 to 18, yeah, somewhere yeah. in that range. Right. Now, and it's always, hey, you know, listen, what have you done for me lately? Right? We always kind of, you know, you move, especially 
the guys from like five to 15. It's kind of, what have you done lately? Well, Jimmy Butler has certainly put himself in the equation where he's in that eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 range, probably closer to eight if you're, if you're ranking them today. What impressed me the most about that game that I learned about him and I've learned watching him throughout wasn't that he could score or score. Of course, you know how much I love the idea that he got 40 points without taking a three. You know how no, much I love that. Now, he's, right. So he's now become my new favorite player, you know, just for that reason alone. Uh, that aside, the passes, I did not know he possessed that kind of creativity. Nobody no did. Idea. Bob, Bob uh, nobody and, and did. Were, Anybody who tells you this, I talked to Fred Hoiberg yesterday, okay? Fred Hoiberg coached him in Chicago. It didn't go great, but Fred Hoiberg is like the easiest human being to play for ever. Kind of like Brad in a way. Yeah. Um, and, and Fred said the same thing. He said, listen, I knew he could pass it, but I didn't know he could do this passing the ball. Let him so say that. This was never his game. He, he's really, really developed in that regard more than anything, making guys better around him rather than just being a guy that can drive it and really guard. Yeah, there were passes that were any point guard in the league would be proud to call his own. Chris Paul would say, hey, that's pretty cool, yep. you know? And and I didn't know he had that in him. That's what really impressed me the most. Is is the series any – like, do you think that he could have taken him to seven with a health, healthy Dragic and, and Bam or no? Well, I, I think the way Dragic was playing, and I believe if I were voting in the series, in the Celtics in that series, and it was an MVP, I would have given it to Dragic night in and night out. He was night great. in and night out, he was their most reliable player. Yep. They had some pyrotechnics from Bam. Bam had the great block in the great game. But Dragic was there every night with a solid 20 and, and, and double, 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 and big plays and, and big shots. You know, three point shots, beautiful inside moves, everything. No, he's playing great. And it's the beauty know. of this Miami team, really, Bob, is that you can kind of go down the line and, and, and almost argue. And now I think everybody would agree Jimmy Butler is their most valuable player, their best player. But Bam's pretty damn good. Oh. Dragic is really good. Tyler Hero oh. has, has emerged as a guy oh. that next year people are really going to be talking about. And, um, you know, he could take a big jump. Duncan Robinson, one of the elite, elite three-point shooters. Um, if they could add one more piece, mm-hmm. or maybe that piece is Tyler Hero just taking that jump. I don't know. I mean, listen, the hard part is we're still looking at LeBron is he going to slow down at some point? Is age going to catch up with him to whereas the Lakers go from where they're here yeah. to where they kind of fall down a little bit? Or does can LeBron do that, but Anthony Davis go up another another notch? Yeah, that's, that, that, that I think is the possible answer to that. As far as the heater concerned, yeah, they, they're going to need to replace. But, you know, Iguodala is a short-term uh, component. Yep. You know, and, and God love him. He's, uh, I'm happy to, for him. But they need, they're, they're going to need to check the bench. I mean, the rotation was oh, last night was uh, they played eight men. One of, you know, they played eight men last night. And, and I mean, that's playoff basketball. I understand that. But he, he I don't figure him in. I'm not uh, figuring him as part of the mix next year of, of any kind. I, I don't know, but I'm not. Yeah, and Kendrick, you know, Kendrick Nunn obviously well, none, wasn't what yeah, he was in the regular season. We all know that Nunn had the great year. And then right. I and that I got excited. I got, I overreacted in game three. That, you know, that garbage time? Game two. Yeah, yeah. I, I overreacted a game uh, that he was – that was real, you know, game two, I mean. And, um, you know, he's he's not fully ready to come back, but he was the starter. 
you know, all right, he was two for 11 last night, you know, and okay. But, but none, you know, they're, no, they're, they're well fixed um, with the youth, um, with Hero and Dunk and Robinson and none in that, that position for the future with Jajic. They're, all, I don't know. They're probably the favorite. They're, they're, they're the favorite in the East, aren't they, next year? Don't they have to be? Yeah, you would say they did beat the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics, you know, I'd like, they played it all over again. You know, we might get a different result, but, you know, that's that. The Celtics uh, hopefully learn from their, their uh, mistakes. And they, and they need, obviously, they need to shore up the bench. Danny's got to shore up the bench there. So, anyway, yeah, but this is a good point about the Lakers and the regression factor and the fact that there are people waiting in the wings in the West, like Denver, for example. Yeah. Um, and, and where the Clippers go from here, I don't know, you know, uh, exactly. I'm not sure. They got to find a coach sure. first. Got to get you know, a coach first. Ty Lue certainly the name that gets brought up the most uh, for that opening. But go, going back to the Lakers yeah. uh, overall, w- what does this do for LeBron winning his his, his fourth NBA uh, title? Yeah, and, now, and you know three teams, three different teams. Does that put him how much closer to Michael? Does this one play? other thing? And I, I'm borrowing this from my colleague Mike. Lupica, uh, I don't want to steal his his thought. It's really for because his first Cleveland team has nothing to do with his second Cleveland team. Right. It's nothing. It's just him and no other relevant components. He dragged that first team in it as a kid. That's one of the most really. You know what that was like? Him that him taking that Cleveland team to the finals was like Larry Bird taking Indiana State to the NCAA championship game in 1979. Well, their best second best player I think on the team was Mo Williams, wasn't it? Yeah, or, yeah, and Booby Gibson. Right. I you mean, know, and, you and look the, down at that roster. We're going to look down in Big 20 Z. years at that roster. People and, forget Zadronis Ilgowskis. Right. Big Z. Big right? Z. That's, That's the kind of players he dragged to the finals. They had no shot. But, he, no. you know, it's, it's like when Iverson dragged the Sixers to the finals. Check out that roster someday. Brutal. Now, I'm not the Brutal. biggest. If, if you want to make a case for how great Iverson is, and he's, people are kind of forgetting now, you know, and how difficult – Go look at the roster. He he dragged to the finals. I remember. Someday. So, again, going back to my yeah. question, I'll pose it again. Okay, yeah. Yes. How, yeah. how much closer is LeBron to, to being the GOAT? Is he the GOAT if he wins number four? The, the argument can be made, of course. Uh, the, and and it, 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 it's going to – look, both sides are dug in. I don't think – I think it's like our November 3rd election – I don't see how there are that many undecideds. I don't understand an undecided. I don't understand it. I totally can't comprehend an undecided at this point. Because you don't live in the South. Well, they're not <laughs> undecided, undecided either. You're they're not, not you undecided. Know, you don't know by now. Right. But anyway, right. I think that the, the the sides are dug in on the GOAT, the yeah. Michael versus LeBron. You know, Michael never lost the finals. Michael even never even got to a seventh game, you know, in the finals. That's a remarkable thing. You know, Russell never lost the seventh game. Michael never got there. I mean, well, now Russell's extends his whole career in division and never, but never got there in the finals. I mean, that's how good Michael's teams were in in this context. Okay, it's an, it's a singular feat. I mean, it's, he's going to have something on his resume that none of the other guys in the in the pantheon, none of the other guys, the Mount Olympus residents. You know, I don't know how big you want to say the Mount Olympus. Uh, condos are how many condos are up there in basketball not you know five six seven whatever none of the others did it you know we've done what he's done and and so that it would be a tremendous feat and and a tremendous argument but you know you're not going to convince some people he'll never live out, outlive for some people 
what he did in Cleveland uh, in 2010 against the Celtics, what he didn't do against the Mavericks in 11. And, you know, that's it. He's got to, you know, you, you got to If you're making the argument for him, you got to live with that. You know, I feel like Bob, I feel like it's, it's, it depends on what area you grow up in, you yeah. know, and I think so many of the young people that are in their twenties, even thirties are going to say, Hey, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. And people my age are probably going to go more with Jordan. Where, where do think, people, where do people your age go with? Cause you've seen them. I think you're leaning more, they're still leaning Michael. I think, I think it's uh, my, you know, we're leaning Michael and remember there's no, what I call yeah, but factor. Michael has no yeah, but factor. The fact the yeah, but factor is what happens if he doesn't play baseball? Right. That's right. They might've won. I mean, they want, right, I'll stay categorically. They're winning eight in a row. They're, 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 yeah, the Rockets, nobody's they're not beating them. Bob, there's no way anybody's beating them. If he, the Rockets if he stays, aren't winning right. against them. Sorry. Right. No. And so he's going to win eight in a row, which puts him in the Russell category in a, in a different, you know, a, a, a much different scenario. Russell in the beginning, they had two series to win. Right. You know, right. It was when Bill Russell won his first championship. It was an eight-team league. Didn't go west of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were in St. Louis. They beat St. Louis. You know, they were who came had that team relocated from Milwaukee. In case anybody wants to know, that's how the Hawks. Just, they're they're so different. That's the hardest part when you look at Michael Jordan and, and LeBron. Is they're just their games are so <laughs> different. Yeah. Um, that it kind of depends on what you value more, right? I mean, I. I love LeBron for the fact of, of the way he plays the game and the way he thinks the game and can impact the game. Like every time, even if he's not making shots, he's going to have a huge, huge impact on the game because he can make people better. With oh. Michael, let's face it, it was more about scoring the basketball. Michael he was a scorer score. who could pass. LeBron is a passer who can score. Correct. And, that's, Correct. And, and so when you're a passer first, which Larry always was, I don't care how many points Larry scored, he was a passer first. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it brings every, it, I saw it in my own eyes. I saw the contagion. I saw that there were nights when they moved the basketball guys were doing stuff. They never dreamed of doing when they played with bird at times, you know, when they were, when things were going just right. And I'm sure this thing, I'm sure that was true with magic too. And, but Michael, that wasn't part of Michael's game. It was never part of Michael's game to do that for people, you know? No, no. It, it, Michael was a ruthless, give me the ball and, and, and he's still the difference is, you know, and I, I keep saying the difference in their temperaments and how they got where they were to the peak of their profession. Michael, when he learned how to share, except the fact that there are four other guys and some of them actually might be able to help you every now and then, because the 1987 Michael is not passing to Steve Kerr. Right. He's not passing to John Paxson as no. he did later on to win championships. And the flip side, of course, is LeBron. He's too nice to, to, to no. facilitate, uh, to facility yep. oriented. And until he finally recognized that he had needed to take responsibility of being the best player on the floor and knowing how, but it's a tough calibration when your natural instinct is to share and you got to take over. I mean, it's, you, if you always dropped in from Uranus and watch him now, you wouldn't see what we, you know, what the, how the transformation has been made that he's so different than he was in 2011. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head up to BetOnline online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. 
Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. What 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 did you think of our our boy Kyrie's comments about now uh, he's finally got somebody in Kevin Durant is, that, that that also I'll set it up for those who who, who yeah. don't know he was on a podcast with Kevin Durant his teammate with the Nets and uh, basically took a shot at LeBron by saying uh, now he's finally got a guy in Kevin Durant that he feels like um, can take the final shot that's as adept at taking the final shot as he is uh, basically saying that. He always felt like in his career with every team he's been on that he's been the guy, the best number one option to take the final shot. Including Cleveland. Yes. And he did make the most celebrated game-winning shot of the decade. It may be in the finals history because we haven't had that many finals games, champions, you know, settling games. Final, when you're going to hoist a trophy when your game's over games that have been won at the buzzer. No, how do you say you know, it, Bob? I, I get it. L- listen, I would rather Kyrie probably shooting a three than LeBron shooting a three. But I'd rather have the ball in LeBron James's hands than Kyrie's yeah. hands at the end of a game. Like, and, and how do you, how are you that dumb to say it right now? Like, why? Because he's this. Some people are who they are, and it's pretty apparent they're not going to change. I won't mention any names in sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. You know, and and. Kyrie Irving is incorrigible. He, he still thinks he's smarter than he is. Yeah. I, I might, you know, you know my triple theory on him. It, one, he thinks he's smarter than he is. Two, he he's searching for something in life and doesn't know what it is. Or else he'd still be in Cleveland, I think. And three, this won't be his final stop. No, and no everywhere thing. he goes, when he leaves, what do they say? We couldn't figure that guy out. Now, Kevin so Durant, get ready, it's going to be interesting, Steve, Bob. It's Steve, be interesting. you know, you got Steve Nash. She's all yours. Fine. <laughs> all yours. Hey, how many more gray hairs is Steve Nash going to have <laughs> after next season? He's all yours. Right? You know, oh. Uh, Doc know, Rivers. Doc uh, Rivers yeah. in Philadelphia. Like it? Love it? Hate it? Oh, where, I don't like I'm... it for two reasons. Okay. One, I got to root against them. This is, <laughs> this, uh, this is. You know, I, I could root for the Clippers, yeah. and if God and if the Celtics ever played the Clippers in the finals, okay, you know. But Philly, I can't root for him now. You know, and, yeah, and I love friend, it. I love I'm it. Go so far as to say we're friends. I and, love it, Bob. I love the, it because now we see him more. It gives yeah, this Philly rivalry. Philly, I mean, there's this a you know just a there's history. There's too much history, uh, and and B, I didn't. I wouldn't want to mess with that team. I don't want to mess with the, the Simmons. The, the, now we don't know what he, you know. We don't know what Elton Brand told him about. Oh, I'm, I'm going to trade Embiid. I'm going to trade Simmons or or what? Uh, or or I don't know. But I, I just think that they're let somebody else forward it. If I, I see he's quoted. I haven't talked to him. I, I've texted him kiddingly about a couple of things, but I haven't talked to him specifically about you know the personnel. I see him quoted as saying, "Oh, look at the personnel on that team." You know, well. All right, beyond Embiid and 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 Simmons, Tobias uh, is a good player. Tobias so is a nice player. Oh, Harris is, yeah. yeah, he's a good player. But I mean, it's not like you know, I don't know. Anyway, it's so fast, you know. Oh my God! And uh, didn't waste any time, did he? I think it would have been great for you know. What about to me? I would think, hey, he takes a year off, you know, play some golf, wait till a better job comes along. You surely will be in the mix of any opening that would come along in the next year. But, hey, 
I guess he's just got the bug, huh? Must have the bug, the coaching. You know, I'm the guy that says what time the bus leaves bug, and I call it, and uh, he's got the bug. Here's so. what I would say to it, to me, is there's very few that are better at handling people <clears throat> than Doc. So I, I do think Doc can go in and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, um, think about it. They when, when they came on board, it was tanking. Brett Brown really had no chance. Now they've got a yeah. clean slate with Doc. He comes in, former NBA player. He's won a championship. They know who he is. He can deal with people. If there's anybody that can that can figure Ben and Joel out and get them to play together, it is Doc Rivers. Now, I'm really interested to see how Doc handles Ben and, and shooting the three. Does he do what everybody else has been imploring Ben Simmons to do for the last few years, which is we want you to shoot three threes a game, and if you don't, you're not playing the next game. Like, you're not playing the next game. Does Doc do that because understanding that that's the only way the Sixers are going to be able to maximize their their, their talent uh, and their ability? They've got four good players. Um, the question is, again, can you figure out how to put all the pieces together? Or if you're Elton Brand, do you work with Doc and, and figure out how you move one of these guys and who do you move? Do you move Embiid? Do you move Simmons? Um, my bigger question is, is always Embiid's health. Does that, does that hold up? Yeah, that's a, that's always a big one. Uh, and then there's the Simmons and the three point thing. I mean, do we just accept them for what he is and you have to work around it? No, do we- no, no. You have to try to get Ben Simmons to eventually be comfortable shooting the three and being that if you, if you, if you Rondo him, if you're, if you're playing him like you play Rondo, he's got to yeah. shoot the basketball and make him pay. Well, I agree. And I don't understand how he's been allowed to get this far in, as a professional. And That's Brett after the first year, I, yeah. I was kidding. We saying lock him in the gym for three hours a day all summer. Remember when we had summer? Yeah. Remember that? It was the off yeah. season, the old days. And, you know, and, and that's that. Make, and it was never done. And he didn't do it. And, you know, we jo- it was a, such a big joke. It was a big joke when he finally made a three. You know, it was a, that's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I hate the three, but it's part of the game. It's, the, you, you know, I'd get away with it. I'd let him, you know, get rid of it tomorrow. But, all right, that's not the way the game's played. I understand that. And, and certainly uh, the, he, he's going against the green. Well, anyway, I'm happy. Look, I'm always happy for it. Doc, Doc is such a – yeah, I'm glad he's closer. I'll see him more often. You know, that's fine. You'll see him but, a lot uh, now. You know, I just can't believe he's coaching the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh well, like God. you said, you, you just can't believe how quickly everything happened because we didn't oh. expect him to get fired, number one. No. And then he lands <laughs> on his feet so quickly for a team that honestly is as talented um, – as most in the NBA, maybe not well, he, as any, but, but they're right so. there. He obviously thinks so. I mean, he, he seems quoted as saying, I look at the talent. How could you not want that job? So there it is. And, uh, you know, you never Listen, know. Doc's it's, dealt with headaches before. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Nobody's going to drive with... him crazy. That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Even yeah. maybe Kyrie would be the exception to all rules, you know, but uh, other than that, I don't know anybody else that would drive him. He's, he's going to be fine. He'll he'll deal with the temperaments and all that. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, I know Joel and Ben, both of them fairly well. I mean, from from college and even from from AAU ball for um, for Ben. Yeah. And they're both each to their own. They're they're both um, good kids. Uh, they're just so different in their personalities 
that I think that, and again, we've talked about this in the show a little bit. Um, when Joel came in, he, he made his own rules. He was allowed to make his own rules because of the injuries, because he was kind of the franchise, because he had that big personality and he produced when he was on the court. It was kind of Joel's rules. And then when Ben came in, again, his personality's polar opposite, mm. you know, and, and he didn't like the fact that Joel had his own rules. I'm told that uh, let's just, uh, I'll put the three th- point thing on the side for a moment, that he is a hard worker, that he's a good practice player, you know, and, and all those things that coaches generally value. He's got that. We just have that, uh, that that's odd quirk that, you know, that has makes him different than yeah. makes him different than everybody else, everybody else in the league. And, uh, you know, particularly with, at his position. So, you know, and it's, oh, by the way, you know, the position, because we're in a position with basketball. We are so deep into it, really. You know, we are. I mean, if he's real, was he really a forward? You know, I don't know. It doesn't matter to, to how we can label these guys any longer. Not anymore. Uh, no. Look at, look at, we go, go back to the game last night. Dwight Howard started and played eight minutes. So right. basically, you know, and, and, and Davis, he's a big, he's not a, he's a, he's not a four, he's a five, he's a four and a half, he's a five, you know, nope. he's a big. Correct. And that's what we are. And Brad Stevens articulated it last year. You got bigs, wings, and ball handlers. Yep. That's basketball now. Bigs, wings, and ball handlers. I remember saying 10 years ago, Bob, I was on Jim Rome's uh, TV show. And I I wish I could find the clip. I I can't. I probably could if I really worked on it. But uh, my my quote on that show, I remember it well, was the only way Dwight Howard ever wins an NBA title is if he plays with LeBron James. Oh, and I never thought he'd play with LeBron. No. Like, I never thought he'd win an NBA title. I never thought he'd play with LeBron. And here we are. Dwight Howard is going to get a title. Um, you know, and it's the perfect. You know, the he finally found the perfect spot at the perfect, at this juncture in his career where he isn't the man. He gives him, he's a role player. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a role player without pressure, you know, and, and he's been an asset. I, I understand the value he brings to the team. And we've seen it in games in the playoffs. So, you know, but I mean, you know, he's my least favorite player in the league since Chris Weber retired, Wait, you know, so Kyrie didn't pass him. Well, be, he, he's my tie, isn't it? personality, not player. Okay. Okay. Difference yeah. on the court. You know, I got no problem with Kyrie right. particularly. It's, it's, you know, it's the, the mind between the ears, but, but, between uh, but the ears. Howard yeah. just drove me crazy. I'm sorry. What, what else you got going on now, Bob, any, any, uh, any things going on in your life that we need to know about these days? Well, uh, in terms of baseball, I'm, Stay tuned. I'm working on trying to get a book proposal together that has to do with baseball. Really? So, yeah. With a, with a, but I, I don't want, I can't spill the beans yet. But okay. other than that, um, I'm just, you know, uh, just following the news, you know, and, and watching these games. And uh, that's it. Uh, of course, like we just got news today about Stefan Gilmore test positive uh, for the Patriots. That yeah. whole situation is unraveling as we speak. By the way, I just learned something before we got together. I, mean, I love this stuff. And it, it just, are you aware what happened at the, uh, uh, what Tyler Hero did last night? Yeah, with the spread? It was a spread busting three at the end. Oh, I'm aware. I'm a lot aware. of money changed or didn't, a lot of money was at stake with that three. It was seven and a half and it went from nine to six and a half deep. And a <laughs> I lot just, of I people. laugh, I don't gamble. And, and that's a, then that is, precisely the reason why I, I don't fool around with basketball. Yeah. That You're is precisely the reason. Right. You know? No. And, and again, but he, it was a spread buster. 
<laughs> Incredible. Are you watch? So you're watching the the baseball playoffs? It's, I'm trying, you know, but uh, it, it's there's so much going on. Yeah, look, I, I am catching up. I watched some of it yesterday. I I will be able to uh, check in today because uh, trying to find one of the games sometimes, you know, on which channel it's on. So it's it's like trying to find True Network during the NCAA tournament, you know. True TV is not um, easy to find. No. Um, want to want to salute uh, the Seattle Storm and and uh, winning their fourth championship and and Brianna Stewart who missed all of last year and comes back and gets herself the MVP. Look, I don't know how much you follow women, you know, but uh, I of all those Connecticut that endless parade of great Connecticut players. Whew, boy, I, I think she may be the best. I always thought Diana Taurasi was going to like, I always watched Diana Taurasi and was just so amazed and, and thought like I could watch her play all day, every day. Like she's she just tough. She's tough. Minded. She's the right. Michael Jordan tough of mental, you know, exactly. of, of toughness. I think she's the, that's the analogy I would kind of make for her, but talent wise, Stuart may be the a best of them all. And, and, and how about Sue Bird who turns 40 on October 11th and coming off the 16 assist game on game three, and she missed a lot, you know, both, you know, she missed a lot of the year with injuries. She's obviously, uh, but that, that's a, that, that, that I got to salute them. So you're not, you're not saluting uh, Hoyer or Stidham on the way out? <laughs> what Hoyer <laughs> did, now Stidham, you know, Julian Edelman didn't do him any favors with that. Right. Oh, that was terrible. That was just so awful. But what Hoyer did is literally, now we use this word, there are certain words that get abused, you know? Literally unforgivable. No veteran. You cannot forgive a veteran. If a high school kid did that, the coach would be going crazy on the sideline. Taking a sack and that, and and then not knowing you didn't have a timeout. Incredible. Incredible. At that moment. I can't believe, honestly, Bob, I can't believe Bill Belichick didn't (laughs) cut him the next day. Like that's the biggest surprise to me after you do that type of brain fart. And, yep. and you have no feel for what's going on in the game. Like, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm saying, like, I can't trust you. I don't care. You're done. You're done. Isn't, isn't veteran savvy the, the reason why yeah. he was given the start anyway over the kid? Yes. I mean, they, yes. You, you can now trust you got to go sit him. You can trust them to, you know, to get, manage the game and, and whether a little bit. Ah! And that was so a much going game. on. It so much going on. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have one more. Uh, wrap up NBA uh, regular For you know, sure. in season podcast, and then we move to to off season mode. Move to college, and I know you're you know you're all over the schedule. I know you're all over schedule. You're Mister Schedule. Listen, Bob, <laughs> it changes by the hour. So whatever <laughs> I put out there, don't put it in with ink. Make sure you put it in there with pencil, because I, I'm actually right now I'm going through and I've got this master schedule of all the exempt events, the the multi team events and uh, i'm gonna put it out probably later today or tomorrow but as soon as i put the thing out yeah other teams are gonna bail on certain events join another one you know there's just so many moving parts right now uh with all the uh the, the college basketball scheduling so i'm just hoping uh we get to november 25th college hoop starts they play 20 games and we uh we have something else to talk about rather than just off season well my goal you know i i I remain stagnant. I did not increase my total of gyms. It stays no. holding at 201. And I, I will definitely improve it this year. You have I'll to make a list 
like I said, you have to make a list. Is there anything in New England that you haven't been to that we could? And we not could in Division hit? One. I've been to every Division no. One. So really? there's plenty of opportunities, even locally. You know, Division Three. Yeah, two. I'm just thinking, where else can we go? You and I go on a trip. Yeah, for a couple of games and bang out assuming a couple we can, of them that you, you know, haven't seen. Assuming that we, you know, we'll be allowed yeah. in the building. <laughs> exactly. That's the key. Um, That's the key. No, in Division One, I've got them all, and uh, you know, I did them all. Uh, it, back in 2011-12, when I, I talked the Globe into letting me go to them all right. that year to write a diary of the season by going to all the 21 Division write One. Write down, Bob, write down the biggest ones that you have not been to. I will. Give me the top 10 college okay. basketball arenas that you have. I know Gonzaga is on that list. I'll, yeah, and I'll, tell you, no, I'll tell you what's number one. Go ahead. Uh, in my, it's it's uh, Gallagher-Iba Arena. Ah, great spot. Yeah, and, and this is the one. year. Listen, this is the year because they've got the number one player freshman in the country in Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham. So, so we should we should try to make that happen. If well, we let's can. hope. You know, I won't be going anywhere until after the first of the year. Right. I'm sure. I, I got so let's hope. Let's okay. hope. All right. All right. Listen. Very good. We'll talk soon uh, after we have an NBA champion on our next podcast.